and welcome family and friends to another episode of Coding Culture. I'm your host, Yazi, and this podcast, I have in-depth conversations with individuals that I've come to know, like, and learn from. My goal is to assist you with bridging the gap between where you are and where you'd like to be, while widening the gap between who you're becoming and who you once were. So if that sounds good to you, tap in. Today's guest is Hilton Wright II, entrepreneur, father, producer, songwriter, intellectual, and of course, all around good guy. We have a conversation about where he started, what keeps him going, and what he's currently doing with his new venture, 715. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Well, man, look, I want to thank you again for joining me on this, uh, on my podcast, man. Uh, just starting it off, been... And and the main my main goal here for the podcast is basically to assist people to bridge the gap between where they are and where they want to be by interviewing gentlemen like yourself and other entrepreneurs who are out there who got the success tips who've made who who made the strides and had some success themselves and are open to sharing that knowledge uh, at the same time. So again, thank you, thank you for joining me and. Uh, and introduce yourself to those who may not know who you are just yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Hilton Wright II, uh, also known as Deuce. I am a record producer, songwriter, and composer for visual media. And just, you know, I, I like to say I'm a music creator. Um, so anywhere music is, uh, you can find me or where music needs to be. Um, you know, that's when that's when I can get called in. And um, yeah, so in a nutshell. So walk me through it. When it came down to 715, uh, your, your new company and you taking this venture, what was the, what's the vision and when did it come to you? So for a while, I mean, you know, just to give some background context, I, like I said, writing and producing for other artists um, is my primary role. And and I, I love doing that. And it's a grind. Um, you know, I got into the game early. Uh, yeah. I've always been in the music, but I mean, I professionally got into the game, you know, just kind of like pitching myself as a writer producer. Probably like 2004 when I moved to Atlanta. And um, it after a while the it can it can seem like a rat race you know and obviously i've leveled up in my career um over time you know you take this opportunity and it becomes this and the next one so on and so forth and so i i just constantly i found myself after a while though wanting to do more than i could do because i was always restricted by um someone else you know pushing the button being you know the gatekeeper and I've always loved the business side of the music business and you know just through 
process of, you know, just through necessity, I had to learn the business, the ins and outs and so on and so forth. And so I always really wanted to get my hands dirty. Um, I don't want to say dirty because um, the music industry is so dirty, but, um, you know, get my hands wet, uh, you know, just working on, you know, kind of like in the executive role to where I can, you know, call the shots and see the vision all the way through. Because sometimes, you know, it stops with me in the studio, you know, with the song. And, um, you know, that's great. But then sometimes the people that uh, are responsible for putting it out fumble the ball and all your hard work, you know, just goes down the drain or it's just, you know, stuck on track 12 and, and that's it, you know. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, what I wanted to do was um, I, I would find myself running into these situations where I would find a great artist, they were dope, and, um, you know, maybe they had some type of, you know, following, or maybe they didn't, but like, you know, I just liked them or I liked the song that we created, and it was a lot to wait on them to do something with it and do it the right way. And I knew just all of the resources available through, you know, just music, um, just through technology and the internet. And so I really, I was trying to figure out a way that I could, you know, release music um, through my own company um, without, you know, doing like the traditional um, thing of, signing the artists and you know having to develop them and because that's a lot of work and, I, and I've done that by way of working with uh some unsigned you know artists that were kind of like new and helped kind of like cultivate their sound and work with them to take them to that next level in the major label system and it you know it's at least a couple years you know before you start seeing some success well I mean it's a couple of years after they get signed before usually an album comes out and, you know, then it's several years leading up into them maybe getting signed, you know, um, everybody's journey is different. And obviously the internet is a, is an accelerator, but, um, so, you know, what I, what I really, what I found was I, I really looked to like Quincy Jones and, you know, how, Obviously, Quincy's the god when it comes to production. Um, but, you know, he he put out records himself where he was the, you know, primary artist and had featured artists who were the primary vocalists. And we see that today with DJ Khaled, Mark Ronson. And so, um, you know, I figured out that, you know, I wanted to do a model kind of like that. But, um, you know, also telling the story behind, you know, myself, that artist, the song. and and, and and honestly, what it, the other thing it was birthed out of was really just wanting to work um, in different genres because, you know, what I always run into in the music industry is what, you know, I recently heard coined as genre bias, um, where, you know, in all art forms, um, people are going to know you for what they've known you for. and. Um, I, you know, I love all types of music. I know all types of music. I study, I, you know, and, um, 
you are you want to be eat. trapped to just one one thing. yeah yeah i was getting pigeonholed you know you yeah. come in the game and you work with this artist and you have this type of song and that's what everyone thinks you can do and, and then especially you know being straight up being black um some of the opportunities with certain uh, artists like you know you i will people will taint taint the song they're listening to just based off of you know looking at you really Ah, uh, yeah i mean you know so i mean don't get me wrong the you know you will always I, it's more so about getting the room getting the opportunity or getting um getting the call back um but the taint but but the the taint like they it happens is what you're saying yeah i mean look a great song is gonna always win no matter who wrote it or what like period especially if you're working with you know an executive or someone who knows yeah. what they're doing um but sometimes before you can even get to those people that are true like you know creative professionals um you're working with a lot of just kind of like low-hanging fruit people that you know are just really trying to keep their job and yeah. so you know that so yeah, it, it it it's just a lot. It, it it was a lot, man. And so I yeah. said, you know what? This is also a way that I can really um. You you got to show people better than you can tell them, you know. Exactly. And so I really just wanted to be able to flex all my muscles and um. So yeah, that I know that's a long answer, but um. I mean, look, you got to it though. I mean, yeah. like let us. <laughs> It's it's not a simple process, but it was birthed out of the. It seemed like it was birthed out of the idea of just bypassing all those steps, yeah, and embracing the independence of the artist. Right, right, exactly, and, and you know, it, it's it's non-committal in the way to where mm-hmm. you know I can work with an artist, and mm-hmm. you know, we just partner on this release, and I go and work with another artist, and I see you it. know, yeah. one after that, and so um, it's freeing in that way. Um, and so like, you know, the way I often describe it is it's kind of like me doing, you know, Anthony Bourdain type of experience, you know, (laughs) going over here and working with this artist, this type of style and over here. So that's like, and that's what I enjoy is something new every time. And, um, kind of like, I'm calling it, it's, it's really like, a am like a musical vagabond um mm-hmm. type of experience so so yeah man you know i'm i'm still writing producing for other artists you know in a way that makes sense um yeah. for me and in my time mm-hmm. um but you know this is really just kind of like the thing that i'm most excited about you know exactly yeah so, and yeah. you've been doing it for you've been doing it since a kid man like uh yeah <laughs> with a mixtape or something when you were younger yeah, I feel like everybody had a mixtape, you know, yeah. when they when they were young. Everybody was freestyling or recording in somebody's basement. But yeah, my cousin and I, we um had a production duo, uh, write tracks and yeah. still have a catalog together. And um we were in high school when we got started. We actually went to opposing high schools, which was cool just from a marketing perspective, because we yeah. were able to cover a lot of territory. So we were rapping and we put out um, a mixtape and an album and yeah. a bunch of different projects and that's where I really the bug really bit me you know as a label owner executive because you know we had our right tracks brand and um mm. 
it was just fun, you know, and that that's like yeah. the thing. It, it was just fun, you know, just putting out our album and doing the artwork and putting out the flyers and doing mm-hmm. shows because we used to rap. And um, so, yeah, but I knew that, you know, I, you know, the performance, you know, rap side was gone for me these days. It just really wasn't of interest. I wouldn't be surprised if I throw like bars out here and oh. there just because, you know, <laughs> after like I'm, I got, cra- yeah, after like I've made crazy money and I'm just, you know, <laughs> I remember Dame Dash hopped on somebody's record like back in the Rockefeller days. It was just on there. So I'm definitely going to have to get something man. off. Yeah, <laughs> man. On. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna have to get something off just because, you know, um, just to talk my stuff, you know, that that's gonna be the primary reason, just because a lot of what motivates me is hove on records talking that stuff, man, you know. Yeah. So um uh, so yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, okay. so uh so yeah, we we did we that's that's how I got started back, you know, back in the day. Back in the day. So tell me this, when it comes down, as, as you've been in the game for as long as you have, uh, I'm pretty sure you've created or curated a system of success. If you don't mind, can you break that down a little bit? Like what are some of the patterns or habits that you find to be successful for you? I know that you mentioned that you became a great networker and some people bypass that, especially when it comes to the creative industries. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they don't really focus on networking. They don't really always focus on getting the contacts, let alone remembering to follow up. <laughs> so can you tell us, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, you know, I said in the interview years ago that your network is your net worth. And yeah. I didn't invent yeah. that. Um, but, you know, it's true because it's strength in numbers and, mm-hmm. Everything is a numbers game. You know, my dad always like to say, you know, you throw enough shit at the wall, something will stick. And um, and it's the truth. But yeah. I've just built so many relationships and met so many people over the years. And, you know, you look, if you were to just look at all of those, you, you, you got to think like there's an opportunity, there's a check, there's a connection to be made somewhere in here. Um, mm-hmm. Because, it's, it's not even in the most direct ways. Excuse me. I, I was watching um, an interview with Just Blaze the other day where they asked him how he got on with Rockefeller. And um, it was crazy, like, the story he told about how, you know, I won't tell the whole story, but he was just saying how he had a meeting with an A&R who, um, like, never called him back, but, like, was gassing him in the meeting and some of the beats he played. Um you know, some other artists rapped over him. And then somebody um, from Rockefeller had heard that and was like, you know, man, that song is crazy. Who did that beat? And, you know, and, and he was saying, you know, he never heard from that A&R again, like ever, like to this day, mm. you know? Mm. And so my thing is, I always say, um, you know, I have a motto in my, just for my life. Take every, we take all meetings you know um yeah you know obviously you get to a point in some place where you just can't and and sometimes I take the meeting just to just so I can see if it's not worth my time you know or take the phone call or or I'll send the email out just to see what somebody's up to you know and if it's nothing to talk about at least I know you know Mm -hmm. um but but yeah I I think that's the most important thing like the person that 
can get people on the phone, especially like as I look up now, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a trip. I watch TV, I listen to the radio or listen to new music. I look at credit and like, I know like everybody, you know, mm. or I know somebody that's connected to that person, you know, yeah. because what happens over time is the people you come in the game with, everybody levels up. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, no, you just got to nurture, nurture your relationships. Like you say, following up. And, um, I was, I mean, I really was like, when I was, when I first came in the game, mm-hmm. when I was in Atlanta and I go to New York and come to LA and I've got live here now, I've been here for the eight years this year, um, in mm-hmm. LA. Yeah. I so, um, but you know, I was, you know, you ask any like maybe older anybody who's known me for a while or come into contact with me, they tell you I'm persistent and um you know, I was just I was just out here getting it. I mean, and I'm I'm still that way in certain aspects, but like, you know, things have changed and you know, I'm working smarter, not harder, I'm shifting my yes. focus, I'm I'm doing different things. But um, you know, every now and then, you know, I like to reach out to everybody I know, like you know, once a year. And yeah. um, like, I'm in the, I'm in the process of uh, doing that now and, you know, just touching base and, you know, just seeing what's what, because like I said, you know, it, it could be a hundred thousand dollar check, you know, in my phone right book. In your contacts. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta make the connection. So you just spoke that I was just, I literally thought about that as well as like you, you have these contacts in your number, I mean, in your phone and you never use them sometimes. But like you said, it don't, it doesn't always have to be a strong connection. Just a simple connect can turn into a, a major opportunity for you. Yeah. 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 It's pretty or, amazing. Yeah. And like I said, it could be, it could be some indirect way, you know, from yeah. the person that you're hoping to do something with, you know, it could be their friend who um, works over here and needs something mm-hmm. that you might have, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've always found. It's in the most uncommon or what? places that you like never think of um, yeah. where, you know, the opportunities like really come from. So, yeah, that's what I think a lot of people miss, especially like when I heard that just Blake story the other day, it really was like, it was a reminder of like so many different like things that have happened to me and just mm-hmm. that I'm always like trying to tell people like, man, like you never know. You yeah. never know. Like you can't discount. Can you recall one of those instances? I mean, you know, I've, I've told this story a lot and a lot of people know, you know, that my cousin and I worked with Big Sean early on in his career and the way we came right. into contact with him. I mean, he had just graduated from high school and um, it was through a mutual friend that went to high school with my cousin who we ran into at a gas station that, you know, while I'm pumping the gas, or I don't even think we were getting gas. I think we might have been like going to get mints or something. We were about to head to Canada, um, which yeah. is across the water from Detroit. And uh-huh. um, it was my birthday. Um, so this might be like the greatest birthday gift, you know, I ever got because, you know, it really kind of like altered the course of my career. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he was like, um, yeah, we working with we working with Kanye now. Um, and I'm like, you know, what's this dude talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, come on, we got to go. 
because we at yeah. this point we like we, you know we got to get over the border and so but anyway you know a couple weeks later you know my cousin followed up with him they touched base he brought his homeboy over my cousin's house who was you know sean and he had just graduated from high school and he had just rapped for Kanye at the radio station but you yeah. know super fast forward um super fast forward i say what's that five years from mm -hmm. like that point you know you know his album comes out you know after us working on mixtapes and other songs and kind of like helping just grow his sound and stuff but like i just use that example as you know that's a random occurrence at a gas yeah. station from somebody yeah. who sounded like they were bullshitting you yeah. know and so <laughs> that's why i say you almost gotta like take every meeting take to some extent meeting. just to like mm -hmm. see what's up you know yeah and so um yeah it's a lot of you know it's a lot of artists who i think are dope and that i know are gonna be big but like maybe i can't do nothing with them right now or just wouldn't mm -hmm. make sense for me to but like mm -hmm. you know i stay in contact you know and shoot shoot them a message hey what's up or you know, let's see if we do this and that. So, yeah. so yeah. So, did any of the um of the lessons uh you I've read somewhere that your dad used to be an uh, was an entrepreneur all your life, right? Still did is. Some of those principles. <laughs> did some of those principles kind of fall like naturally when you entered into the music industry and you set your mind to it? Yeah, yeah. No, my dad, he's still hustling. Um, Come on. He, uh, I mean, so that's all I knew all my life. Uh, because, you know, I would see him, um, go to wake up, go to the office, whatever time he wanted to, you yeah. know, and leave when he wanted to. And, yeah. um, you know, never kind of like turned off, uh, well, he really didn't work that much on the weekends because he, he always worked in some type of financial, um, like sector. And so, you know, Saturday and Sunday really wasn't anything to talk about because it wasn't mm -hmm. like a business day. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, he, you know, every time, you know, he, he always had his own office. Every time, like, maybe he'd get a new office or move to a different office, he'd always give me a key just mm -hmm. because. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so, like, I always say, like, that simple act, you know, just put something Smart. in me because it's like, you know, it's like La Familia, you know, this this yeah. office, boom, yeah. you, you the heir, yeah. you got the key. And so, the keys. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I just, so shit, I'm coming to the game, like I got a key to, you know, my dad's office, my office, like what, what I look like, you know, trying to make sure, you know, my resume is right. And, and do, yeah. I, it, it was just always hard for me. Like I always tell my wife, my goal is to like never, ever have to worry about updating my resume you know like that okay. that's just always like depressing for me when i gotta like i mean it's been years since i've had to pull it up i'll <laughs> never yeah. count out that i might have to pull it up you know sometime yeah. you know soon you i mean you just never know that's why i know i don't ever put anything past anybody especially in these times we're living in you know, Amen. you Amen. know, you a lot of stuff can change. Uh, like Yo Gotti said, a lot of those Richard Mills for sale. You know, so <laughs> um, so you it's never different, know. different right now. Yeah, man, it's different, different right now. Yeah. So 
is that is that what's keep is that entrepreneur mindset and that vision is that keeping you through these type these type of times right now is that what's helping driving you because i know it can be easy to lose your spirit in a time like this it can be it's all about your outlook and the things you're yeah. tapped into and how you mm-hmm. look at stuff because while this is like a recession and a lot of people are hurting financially this has also been like a great time financially for a lot of people. A lot yes. of opportunity right now, mm-hmm. a lot of new business models that have sprung up and mm-hmm. so many people have become, and I don't think, you know, and I don't want to discount, you know, the true economic pain that we're seeing right now, but I definitely don't feel like the other side of it is talked about enough because I do know a lot of people. Um, that have taken off during this Mm -hmm. time because they were able to shift or they were able Mm -hmm. to act on the opportunity, you know, maybe not having, you know, anything. Obviously, you know, a lot of people were, um, you know, uh, restaurants closed. And so a lot of people were like ordering in and, Mm -hmm. you know, the underground food scene has been booming for a while to where, you know, people just, you know, coming up with a menu, posting Instagram stuff. It's people mm-hmm. like that that have been banging, doing numbers, you know, yeah, um, yeah. making cash, you know. And yeah. so, but at the same time, a lot of restaurants went out of business, you know. And so, um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> you did, you did. So tell me this, what is it like now? Like what, what's the next steps for you with your new company and with these new business models? Uh, can you give us a little insight on that? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I um, well, I'm working on you know finishing up records with uh, some great artists and have a couple you know projects. I'm looking to do a couple like EP like themed focused projects. Right now, you know, so far I've currently just done singles, um, mm-hmm. and I'll continue to do that. But looking to do like some projects. And, um, you know, looking to take that catalog and license it in film and TV. I've had a lot of experience and relationships there. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's one of the focuses whenever I'm working on these songs, um, having, like, that, you know, avenue in mind. And, um, and yeah, really just, you know, building my brand and this, you know, yeah. model of, you know, this journey really, because, you know, 715 is a company, but yeah. it's more so like a journey of like me as a creative, you know, mm-hmm. this songwriter producer that was frustrated with, you know, just this one um, avenue and who, you know, went, bought a bulldozer to create another avenue, you know, yeah. and so is really just kind of like telling that story, growing an audience um, mm-hmm. of music make of music lovers of all you know all types of music, and um, yeah, so that that's where I'm at right now, and um, I'm just learning along the way, tweaking mm-hmm. things. You know, it's a bit of building the plane while flying it, <laughs> but um, that's the fun part. Yeah. Yeah, who who do you kind of learn from? Like who who's been besides your dad and 
uh, you mentioned Quincy. Who have been some of your other inspiration, and who are you drawn from currently? Oh, <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you know, yeah, I I can't even waste no time with that. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, Jay Z, you know, has always been a constant source of inspiration. Um, yeah. you know, I just can't I can't front. I mean, I always like to say. Uh, I get drunk off those whole verses. Like they put the battery in my back, you know? Yeah. And, um, so, you know, he has definitely fulfilled his mission in terms of, you know, empowering the next generation and kind of yeah. like, you know, I just want to, you know, if he doesn't know anything else where he leaves this earth, it's like, I, I was listening. I heard what you yeah. said, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so without question him, um, Tyler Perry. Um, I love the business model and, you know, you know, what Tyler has created. That's just so unprecedented. I mean, like, you know, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, Tyler just really, yeah, he really bossed up on everybody. So anybody who's bossing up in a major way, you know, I'm, so, you know, it, it, it's going to sound very cliche, but it is what it is. I mean, you know, extremely successful African-American businessman, Robert Smith. <laughs> um, Come on. Talk you know, about like, billionaire. <laughs> you know, the billionaire, you know, yeah, you talk about, <laughs> man, you, you know, you talk about the leaderboard for, you know, African-Americans, you know, it's him. Um, and that same, in that same uh, thing, Oprah, uh, yes. I always like to say Oprah is um, my shero uh, nah. because, you know, she's built this media conglomerate and she's yeah. in all different types of. So. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I love uh, I love I love like black folks that, you know, winning on on that type of level. Um but yeah, I mean, I love everybody. Jeff Bezos, you yeah. know, when I see those old clips of like him in that small office, you know, and come on, you know, where it started just, to ground the foundation. When you start seeing that foundation yeah. of an entrepreneur, and then you can connect the dots, yeah. saying like, yeah, that's that's I me. Mean, like Steve Jobs was saying, you know, you only can connect the dots looking backwards, but we are. The point, I guess, the 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 benefit of being an onlooker is you you're able to see what they right. wasn't able to see, you know, you get to say, okay, right, you can read right. about them, listen to them. I have a friend who's reading like Phil Knight's story, you know, the mm, creative Nike yep. and everything. You're able to start seeing where those dots connect and kind of put yourself in their shoes in a way. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah. I like no, that. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I love it. I love to, I love any come up story, um, yeah. you know, so so yeah, I mean it, it's it's tons of others. Um, yeah, it's tons of others. I know it's gonna be a bunch that come after we get off this call. That's just oh. how it always works for me. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. So tell me this: top three songs that are on your playlist right now. Who are you listening to? Oh, okay. This is gonna. First of all, this is always hard for me, surprisingly, <laughs> um, because I I don't listen to that much music. Cause I'm always working on music. I do gotcha. take time out. Like whenever I walk the dog, like I'll listen to the hot 100. Um, yeah. But um, 
I love Alex Isley. I recently oh, got hip to her and um just everything. Like her voice is just so crazy to me. Like really? yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. So um yeah, Alex, she she's been blessing me. Um I love um, you know, Jasmine Sullivan. She just dropped her new uh oh, album. Man. Yeah. Hey, I gave that a couple listens. I, I love um, the, um, you know, Pick Up Your Feelings. She did a live version on it. And I swear, I watched that YouTube video back, like, no lie, like 17 times in a row. Like, her <laughs> and, you know, her band just went in, you know, real, like, acoustic version. And, you know, the guy she had on guitar was in the pocket so crazy. And, hmm. you know, so I just love, I love when you can marry a great song with a great hmm. vocalist and um, especially some great musicians and like they just all locked in like that's when i'm yeah. just like back in my room like looking at the credit yeah so um, energizing man yeah like, man. Oh, it's amazing it's, a, it's amazing to watch and see and like i know you've been years in in the studio so when you see that moment when you just see them connecting everybody just fall in line like the pieces of the puzzle just connect it's just breathtaking yeah, yeah, no, I mean it never gets old. It never gets I old. Yeah, I so um, so yeah, let's see who else. Oh man, it's rough because, like I said, um, so I I have like a playlist. Well, when I was in my freshman year of high school, was mm-hmm. kind of like when CD burners come to prevalence it really was like my seventh eighth grade middle school year Napster but, and all those guys yeah because i <laughs> yeah but in high school freshman year there was a guy and this is so crazy but like this concept was just like so new um you know you give him a list of songs that you yeah. want in five dollars and the next day he come with your c with your cd and like Summer mixes and everything <laughs> yeah like and that was just like, and so I'll never forget. So I, so I had this list of like just all these songs at the time that like, you know, I loved and wanted like yeah. on a CD. Cause mine yeah. is the first custom playlist besides, you know, you maybe taping the song off the radio on cassette, um, <laughs> you know, that yeah. you could have. And so, um, he came back and, uh, I took a Sharpie and wrote on it deuce's favorites volume one and like every few months like since then i've just been creating these playlists deuce's favorites like up until now i'm on volume 182 get out of here so that went from cds to itunes playlists to um, playlists on streaming services, which, you know, where it's been for like the last maybe 10 years now. Um, yeah. And so, so anyway, for all the ones that are on the streaming services, like lasting years, I made like this master playlist where, you know, I just add like each volume to that. And so like, you gotta share. Yeah, man, <laughs> I, I, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I've been trying to figure link. out a way. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, oh, you gotta drop the link or something. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I I definitely um I definitely share with you. Well, what I used to do was we had a blog back in the day. My cousin, we had this Right Tracks blog. You could still yeah. find it on the internet. Um, it was hosted on Blogger, 
But what I would do on there, I would update, I would load like the Deuce's favorites, like uh, whenever they would come out, like whenever yeah. I had like a new one, I would put it up there. And um, but once the blog went away, um, you know, I never, you know, did it. So um, I, I'm going to find a way. Um, that's something I'm going to be doing soon. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to be finding a way that I can share on you know, like my social media page. It actually, if you go on my social media page now, my Instagram rather, um, which is mm-hmm. Deuce WT, um, there's a highlight. It says Deuce's favorites. And so mm-hmm. I haven't really started yet, but like from time to time, what I was hoping to do was, um, you know, just post different songs from, you know, that massive playlist, you know, mm-hmm. to like my story. Um yeah you know, just like random single songs here and there. And so, um, so that's something that I'm going to be looking to do soon, but, um, but yeah, man. So, so yeah, I I listen to that playlist a lot. It's like probably like a thousand songs, but like, I'll just put it on shuffle. Like that's just my go-to. And at least it's like a jumping off point for like, you know, something else I want to listen to. Like I'll put it on shuffle. I'll hear a song from so-and-so. I'll be like, oh, damn, I think they just put out a new album. And I'll go yeah. maybe listen to that. But like, you know, when I used to like wash my car, you know, I used to, you know, hand wash my car. Um, I like, you know, just that, was, that used to be my pastime, put in my headphones and just put that massive playlist on shuffle. And, um, you, you know, what you really get to hear is like, you know, how I've been influenced and how my musical taste has evolved like since, you know, 2000, two, yeah, the year 2000. Yeah. Um, um, yeah and, that, and that's what I, I always like about it, though. I mean, the playlist part, you get to tell a lot about a person and their growth because yeah, the times do sure. change, the music does change and the artists, but you still have a, a your taste evolved as well for sure yeah so yeah no. is it the same when it comes down to the the books you read because i definitely want to know your top three books you would suggest to the listeners Ooh. yeah you know what I, I i love reading and i was a crazy serial reader before i had um a kid um uh, and congrats yeah thank you thank you yeah uh, he's sleep right now, so <laughs> um, I'm I'm grateful. But um, but yeah, no, like I was doing a book a week before before he came. So come on, in a sense, I'm kind of like you know. Um, but let me think. Top three. So I'm gonna go with uh, this book called. Oh shoot! It's blanking on me. Hold on. Oh. So I'll go with another one. So uh, okay. Deep Deep Work by Cal Newport. Okay. Yeah, Deep, Deep Work. work. Um, it just talks about doing really focused work in a distracted world. Obviously, he wrote another book called Digital Minimalism, which, you know, I'll just hmm. give as like um, a bonus. But it, it plays off of Deep Work to where, you know, Cal, he does not have, he doesn't have social media. I don't even think he has email attached to his phone. Um, but he just talks about how, you know, it, it's silly to just think how lost, you know, we've got and how hard it has become to do, you know, simple the simple things that, you know, or the simple ways of, you know, focusing 
um, that we were able to do so easily, maybe, you know, 15 years ago. But anyway, remembering yeah, just talk about remembering names, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that and, and really just being able to do, you know, focused work. And yeah. um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a book about um, it's a book about, you know, really just diving in and doing your best work um in a distracted world and how to get that done um <clears throat> so yeah deep work um uh the other book that i'm thinking of why am i bl- oh I'll, I'll give you another one um the medici effect um medici okay. effect talks about the medici family um leaving you know italy uh back in the day and how they funded a lot of different event uh, inventors and innovators and creators. Um, but the book talks about how, I forgot how this relates uh, back to back in the day, but it talks about how people from, you know, different fields are best at um, problem solving in like ones that might, they might not be well-versed in, like their skill set and just yes, like their thought yes. process can you know you know transfer um and help you know solve different problems that someone who's maybe like an expert in that field you know they can't like you know they can't really they're see. so into it they don't right. look at it from like a novice or uh because being naive and starting into a new industry is sometimes not bad it's a good thing because you're not bound to the the normal uh like okay and they 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 all have their own beliefs and their own experiences, and you're you're not you're not exposed to that when you first come in. So is that kind of what it's it's talking about? Like you're a whole new to it. You approach it from a different uh, viewpoint and perspective. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah. it's it definitely uh, that's exactly what it what it's talking about. Um, and going mm. deeper into that and in different topics like surrounding that. Um. So yeah, that so that's definitely one. Um, and the other one I'm thinking of. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up right now. Yeah, no problem. Originals by Adam Grant. Yeah. So um, yeah, originals. That that's that's one I, I I recommend. Those are like three that I recommend. You know, to everyone. Originals I recommend to everyone. Um, but yeah. Adam Grant, he's a professor at Wharton. Um, I think he still is. But yeah. he was the um, professor for the founders of Warby Parker. And nice. they were in his class. And they came to him with the idea. And he decided not to invest. You know, he just didn't think or see how, um, you know, they could really disrupt the industry they were trying to disrupt because of you know the major players that kind of like had a lock on it and so that book um the subtitle subtitle says uh how nonconformists move the world um okay. and um so yeah uh originals originals is good i'm gonna throw another one in there uh, the other one is uh you are not so smart yeah and that one is heavy Okay. I'm, I'm gonna tell people, man, keep an open mind, and um, yeah, that that one, I'm not even gonna tell you what it's about, but it, okay. it uh, you know, it well, it talks a lot about um, 
Yeah, no, you're gonna have to let check them that find out. out. Let them, it's gonna let mess them you find up. out. It's gonna mess <laughs> you up. But um, but yeah, that, yeah, that's a good one. I was those three, those three really. Um, I, I could go on and on. Like I said, I I, I did a lot of books in 2019, 2018, yeah. 2019. Um, yeah. and it just took me like maybe eight months to read a. I just finished Malcolm Gladwell talking to strangers, um, and I just mm. started uh, a Promised Land, uh, Obama's book. Um, yeah. I hear that's um, really good. Yeah, really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. No, I, so, so yeah, I just, <laughs> just got to get back into it, man. Hey, that's fair. Well, look, I know that's our time and I really appreciate it. But I want you, before we get off, leave the yep. viewers and the listeners with a few words uh, and also plug everything that you got going on and where they can find you. Cool. Um, you know, in terms of parting words, I would just say in anything that you do, um, be a master at your craft, you know, mm -hmm. whether um you're a barber a songwriter um even doing trash pickup you know any field you're in it can be innovative and you can continue to tweak and hack your methods to where you can be more efficient um and better and always challenge yourself um in anything that you do whether writing a line in a song or um designing something you know always ask yourself could this be better you know can i beat this and so i would say you know i would say that's what i would say i always tell people craft first um especially in today's world um you know that's what i i'll definitely like leave as parting words like today's world everything is cart before the horse um and everyone has their social media campaign ready, but what's at the core of your story and what you're trying to present and put into the world, um, whether, you know, with that being, you know, your craft, especially, you know, in terms of, you know, music, um, in my case, making sure that at the core is, you know, that it's solid um, before worrying about, everything else um that dresses it up um just like in music you know you got to have a great song before you can produce that great song mm -hmm. um and so so i leave people with that um in terms of where you can find me uh so my personal um instagram and twitter page is deuce wt that's d-e-u-c-e-w-t and um for 715, uh, I can be found at uh, 715music.com and uh, links to social media are there. Um, and then uh, you can also find my personal website at hiltonwright.com. Uh, Hilton, spelled like the hotel, right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Word, word. Well, thank you, sir. Really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, As always. Another episode of Coding Culture. <laughs> really hope that you like it. So, if you found this to be valuable 
need you to do three things for me. I need you to like, share, and comment. Like it if you love it. Share it if you found it valuable. Comment because I would love the feedback. My goal is to always perfect what we're doing here and bring you guys the best of the best. So if you have any ideas of anyone you would like for me to get in contact with or hear on this podcast, please drop a comment and let me know. So wherever you're getting your podcast, again, I need you to like it. If you love it, share it if you found it to be valuable and comment because feedback is important. And until next time, guys, be great, be you, be wonderful. So it is, and so it always will be. Peace.